0: Welcome back to the Charlotte Angel Connection, the Charlotte area podcast linking entrepreneurs, investors, and the broader Charlotte community. As you know, our goal here is to interview the individuals who are building, shaping, and influencing entrepreneurship in the Charlotte region so you can stay invested in Charlotte's growth. Today, uh, we are fortunate to welcome back Walt Fry. Uh, Walt joined us last year and spoke a fair amount at that point in time about the charlotte regional fund for entrepreneurship Um, over the course of the last 12 months a few things have changed Um, one of which crfe is is in essence rebranded to innovate charlotte and walt and the team at innovate charlotte have made tremendous steps so we thought it'd be a great time to bring walt back on and and have a conversation about what's happened with Innovate Charlotte over the last 12 months and what's happened in Charlotte over the last 12 months. So, Walt, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, William, thank you for having me back Um, after one year. uh, It's always interesting to see uh, what a one year in progress, steps forward, steps backwards look like. So I appreciate you having me back on to talk about uh, where we've been the last year and where we anticipate going. So,
0: uh, well, again, I'm excited excited for this conversation. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's um, kind of bring everybody back up to speed before, um, before we start heading down different roads. First, so just talk for a minute about the the mission or the goal of Innovate Charlotte.
1: Yeah, so um, I'll start off with uh, a tiny bit of background, and that is, Innovate Charlotte is really what we call the um, execution arm of CRFE, Charlotte Regional Fund for Entrepreneurship, and as people may recall, uh, CRFE was established in 2012 um, in order to really bolster the um, entrepreneurial ecosystem by uh, really supporting organizations that are involved in this space. Um, Since 2012 to 2016, um, there was some good work done, and everybody, everyone who I talked to said, yeah, it was good work, but maybe not enough. So when uh, we got together in 2016 with a number of people to say, what do we do differently at the end of 2016? And um, since that time, fast forward to 2017, a year ago when we had this conversation, we really had been in the process of uh, really bringing together a lot of concepts and reports and research and conversations in order to lay out maybe a few things we could do together in order to uh, really bolster our entrepreneurial ecosystem and uh, really focus on um, making this this community of entrepreneurs and innovators um, more inclusive and have high impact. So. That was kind of where we landed in a year ago, kind of having those conversations. So since that time, you know, the organization um, has done a few things, Uh, one of which, as you already mentioned, is uh, rebranding, reforming into uh, Innovate Charlotte. Yeah. And the way we think about Innovate Charlotte is an ecosystem-building organization. I really say nurturing, because you don't really build an ecosystem. It's uh, an organic being. Yes. You you nurture these things and create the environment. And we seek to nurture this in in terms of uh, inclusivity high impact, and creating the ecosystem that we all aspire to, to be a part of. Um, we think that the way you get to that is um, you know, relationships being number one. And I think that is probably the hardest thing, um, kind of building relationships across organizations, individuals, uh, influencers across the way. And that's kind of a core part of our activities. But with that, we also seek to uh, create um, programming Programs that that matter to us around elevate, celebrate, um, accelerate entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship, and really being a um, an accelerant as we, if if I can use that word for um, moving us forward as a community together. Yeah. yeah. So
0: you <clears throat> you mentioned two things there that I want to kind of jump into. Um, one of which is building relationships, um, and one of the things we talked about a year ago was the political nature of what you're doing and I believe I said that I wasn't I could never do it because I'm not a very good politician and, and you tried to counteract me and said you thought I'd, I'd do an okay job um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about is the the program building that y'all are doing because um, I think that's uh, I think is phenomenal I think some of the people you have on board participating in that um, is really cool so you went to Boston earlier this year with a small team yes um, and you've come back and are starting to implement some things from that level. So, what's um, what'd you go to Boston for? And let's kind of shoot the breeze about what's the after effect of that for a little while. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, so one of um, the things that um, that we we learned from talking to the community was a gap um, that that folks indicated, and that is, you know, we need to have better and more. Consistent mentoring, mentorship across the community, and talent as well. And when we think about that, um, and it's it's been stated in a number of different studies that you know uh, companies that are, have quality mentors are two to three times more likely to, to succeed than those that do not. So as we talk to a lot of communities um, in our region um, and across the country as well, uh, in Atlanta and Greenville and Durham and even Asheville. Uh, we came to um, some observations about a set of programs they were delivering that we thought could be useful here in our community too, and that program was the um, uh, MIT Massachusetts and, uh, Institute of Technology MIT's Venture Mentoring Service. And this Venture Mentoring Service is really a structured mentoring program that um, really focuses on team-based mentoring. You know, mentoring of founders and ventures uh, where they are. And helping them to succeed by having the right, you know, skill sets and experiences and advisors around them, in a very safe environment. So, we took a small team up to Cambridge, up to Boston uh, back in February, um, and it was partners who were part of our um, of our staff, as well as community partners, um, including Warren Garzon and uh, Julie Goff um, as community partners at uh, Davidson and Charlotte and Breakfast If you guys who know know who those folks are, yeah, absolutely. And um, the intent was to uh, to uh, learn from MIT face to face. To spend three days up there, and then bring those learnings back to our community, so that we can start to pilot and build out a program. So, uh, fast forward to um, to June of this year, uh, we kicked off a pilot um, of uh, ten companies and twenty three mentors. We're going to start continue to build that mentor team, uh, who um, are committed to this uh, this this process of. Team-based, focused, structured, safe mentoring, in an environment that's um, unconflicted and uh, really looks out for the best interest of our companies, our ventures. So, so.
0: how do you go about picking the ten companies? Um, you draw it of a hat. Um, you throw darts at a dartboard. What happens?
1: You, you know what we um, we uh, marketed, promoted it among some keep some partners in the community. Okay, and we, we advertised for uh, for um, applicants. Uh, to come in, and the application criteria was, was basically uh, innovation-driven companies, so that's a business process, business model, technology, something in that nature. Um, at the validation stage, so you're not um, uh, only an idea, but you have created a company, you're past probably your MVP, Yes, you some validation in terms of customers, uh, users. Uh, revenue uh, that demonstrates that you've taken a step forward to really form the company as mm-hmm. you see it to be. And then lastly, uh, Charlotte based um, and not having too much revenue. We didn't really, not revenue, I should say investment. We didn't necessarily declare what that was, yeah. but we wanted folks to be at a startup phase, but with those criteria.
0: So, um, you know, a five year old company with um, this raised, you know, a couple hundred thousand or a million bucks doesn't necessarily qualify.
1: Not, not at this stage. Yeah. Uh, so this is a pilot for us right now. Okay. We're going to learn about you know what companies can best benefit from this this activity. So we're learning um, about the company stages and in terms of um, their maturity, maturity of the uh, founders as well as the company and that mix of the right um, mentors or the right mentors. Yeah. So we're we're learning at this stage. So that might change over time. Yeah. Because also I got to note one of the core. Um, features of the of the the venture mentoring service the way that we are implementing it is that when a company comes in um it's uh, a team-based mentoring so you get between two to five mentors over time oh wow that that team may grow from two to three and stabilize at three might we bring on different skill sets we need to and we will grow our mentor teams to meet the needs of the entrepreneurs and our companies to meet you know our capacity as well Mm -hmm. so um uh the other part of that, which is I think important from a from a timing perspective it's um as companies come in, we want to be with them as long as they need us, okay, so that might be you know six months, it might be six years okay. We heard a story at m i t where a company's been with them for ten years, and the company i think is valued at like a hundred million dollars, but they value the service so much that they've stayed on as a again a um a safe high quality place for advice and mentorship
0: okay yeah. awesome. So um, how long will you run the pilot program out for then?
1: Yeah, it'll be six months, so we started in June. we'll run it through November. We're uh, one of the key components of the pilot is uh, continuous process improvement. So we have uh, monthly meetings with our mentors and monthly meet- meetings with our companies. Uh, we have uh, feedback through surveys every single session, mentor session. So we're learning what are the things we need to do to bring that model from Boston to the context of Charlotte and you know, um, modify it, make some adjustments to make sure it meets our needs. So we're learning in the six months. Um, we are already starting to make some adjustments and we think by the end of this, this uh, pilot period in November that um, we'll, we'll have a solid program that we'll start to scale into 2019. So this pilot, we think uh, we know, in fact, we'll lay the foundation, and then we'll start to scale it, still in this continuous improvement kind of activity, because that's part of what you know, innovation is about as well, and um, add 10 more companies and 20 more mentors, and okay. do that over time. So maybe we'll grow to 200 mentors the way it is in Boston. Maybe we'll grow to some other number, but we think that this growing and scaling based on our ability to really meet the needs of our entrepreneurial community – and um, identifying those mentors who want to give back across the community. So we're very excited about that. Some great companies and great mentors um, who, who are part of it right now.
0: So where do you see it? Um, where do you see it at the end of 2019, Walt? Um, the, the, the mentoring part of Innovate Charlotte, where do you see that kind of fitting in the entrepreneurial space here in
1: Charlotte? Well, what I, what I see is um, that it's a part of the ecosystem. So I think the value that I think we, we, we bring in terms of even the, the mission of Innovate Charlotte is, you know, connecting, you know, being a connector, a, convener, mm-hmm. a connector, um, empowering our partners and amplifying their work across other entrepreneur support organizations, and then filling in a gap where there's a gap. So uh, with all three of those components. We think uh, the Venture Mentoring Service filled a gap um, that was uh, communicated to us over time. We think that we will help empower and amplify the work of other partners by, you know, um, being a referral to them and them being a referral to us. Define yeah. other partners there. So we see those other partners being uh, other organizations ranging from Venture Prize with uh, mm-hmm. the Charlotte Venture Challenge. Um, Black Tech Charlotte being a, a partner we see is uh, has been very important in the Um, in the space as well. We see uh, Start Charlotte and Pitch Breakfast as partners. Uh, We see um, the Hub at Davidson as a partner. We see Prospera as a partner. We see um, any number of organizations that are really focused on improving and building the capacity of entrepreneurs on entrepreneurship in the city. And I will also add um, accelerator programs who potentially on a local basis be seen as feeders into our program and us as feeders into their programs as well
0: okay makes sense Um, a mentoring program is only as good as um, two things right the type of the quality of company that you're you're getting in the door um, but also the quality of the mentor that you have Um, I've seen a um, or I know a couple of the guys and girls on the team Um, how'd you find them and Um, How do you continue to get as good a quality as you got in the first grab?
1: Well, I am just so thankful for the mentors who volunteered to be a part of this. Um, We are very fortunate. Um, I won't throw a lot of names out, but please feel free to go to uh, our website at inclt.org to check out our mentors. But um, they came through uh, learning about the program. Okay. I think that the brand of MIT probably attracted people to say, hmm, I wonder what that thing is. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, uh, great partners like Greg Brown uh, from Charlotte Angel Network, was a great partner in uh, allowing us to talk about it in front of uh, uh, the organization. And he personally made referrals uh, that made a difference as well. So I think uh, referrals from other partners, people just hearing about it through our marketing efforts, and uh, having interest and uh, seeking a place to um, to participate, and, I, and uh, also included um, uh, Queen City FinTech is another kind of partner who, who um, Dan Roselli as a partner who was able to you know announce and talk about this as well. So all that being said, um, the mentors we found them and they found us. So in some cases we went out and, and sought them and solicited folks we knew were great, had great backgrounds in entrepreneurship. Ie, they were serial entrepreneurs themselves, or they were serial investors themselves, or they had skill sets that um, that were really potentially applicable to the general set of entrepreneurs. And then um, we went out and sought them, yep. and uh, then uh, they applied on our website, and then we um, we interviewed them individually and had conversation about you know their aspirations of being entrepreneur uh, uh, of of, um, of mentoring, their perspective on team based mentoring. And their experience just, um, you know, in these spaces that are, you know, these uh, uh, emerging spaces of entrepreneurship in the city. So um, it wasn't that hard to find them. They found us. We found them. And we're continuing to to, uh, get inquiries, probably three a week, of mentors, folks who want to be added to our team, who want to become mentors or even companies. So we're uh, uh, still bringing folks on. So, If you uh, have interest in being a mentor with the Venture Mentoring Service, um, please join us. Um, We're still continuing to assess folks, bring them on based on the needs of the company. So we're finding, in fact, that we don't necessarily have all the needs of companies covered. So we're expanding skill set and domain and uh, maturity and all these kind of things uh, to expand our mentor uh, cadre so that we can have the right uh, mentors for the companies that we have, have on board.
0: Is it an issue where you're having people that are um, trying to profit, step in, and serve in that place? Um, and how do you kind of sort those through? Um, I mean, I can imagine uh, you know, people look at it from a prospecting mentality sometimes, right? Yeah, so yeah. how do you handle that?
1: So, so a core part of uh, the Venture Mentoring Service is uh, um, a statement of principles, kind of our code of conduct. yeah. And a key part of that is that mentors are coming into this for the benefit of the companies or okay. the ventures. And uh, mentors would be unbiased, uncontested, not soliciting, and not being solicited either. Yeah. So um, that's a core principle, and we emphasize it again and again and again. And with that core principle, um, Corsetta Principles, we also, um, you know, have our mentors sign documentation to say yeah. they won't do that, obviously. And then we are pretty, we're pretty adamant about, you know, maintaining those standards. And if we find that that's the case, then we may have to ask. Uh, we would ask a mentor to not be a part of the effort if that is demonstrated.
0: So then you're yeah. protecting them both sides. Then I mean you're protecting the mentor from the company. As far as being solicited a little bit, you're also protecting the company from the mentor.
1: Absolutely, uh, this this should this should be a safe place, uh, for one purpose: is yep. to deliver high quality, unbiased advice to that company. Yeah, um, the best as the company as the mentors are able to do, and um, I think uh, for the for the mentors, you know, a few of them are you know active investors in the community yep. and actively engaged in a number of other ways. And we do not want our companies to come expecting that the first thing will happen is that, you know, we're seeking investment. Yeah. Uh, We really want them to think about it as, and Greg Brown, uh, you know, did a session with us um, at our mentor meeting. You really want to think about it as what are the steps, milestones, characteristics, uh, activities that I as a company have to do, you know, in terms of demonstrate traction, what those things are. In order to be investable versus, you know, would you please hand me over your Rolodex of potential clients and uh, otherwise. And we haven't found that to be the case. We found that people are really engaged on how to advance their companies to be better companies, to be more investable, and really to learn about, you know, entrepreneurship and um, in the Charlotte community. So that's been refreshing, um, but it is designed to protect both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, You've mentioned community a number of times here today. Um and it is a community effort, right? I mean, this is something we want yeah. for the benefit of Charlotte. Um, in Charlotte, historically, the community has been dominated by you know a couple of the larger banks, um, a little bit of a energy company, um, and maybe a healthcare company or two as well, right? How um how pr- participatory are they in this effort right now?
1: Yes, so um, I would say that um, without
0: calling out names, no, I, unless I, you want to call out names, I will call, and we call, a call out names. Yeah. Only,
1: only the names I'll call out really have to do with um, how our community um, is actively engaged in entrepreneurship innovation, um, uh, where they choose to be. So I think uh, there's been a great deal of effort focused on uh, fintech, so Queen City Fintech and Caroline's Fintech Hub, uh, led by Tarek Bakari. Um, as executive director, I think they've done a tremendous job in really uh, coalescing a lot of effort around fintech yeah. um, here in Charlotte and across the region into, into Raleigh where um, there's some activity as well. Uh, I think um, what we're seeing is that, uh, that the other industry clusters, and I'll start with uh, healthcare as an example, are starting to emerge and demonstrate that you know, there's a gap that individuals and other leaders can start to fill um, and on an individual basis with the healthcare innov- innovators. Uh, Scott Pope um, was is active in that. I think you recently interviewed Scott.
0: Yeah, we had him last week and he'll actually go this week too. Oh, excellent.
1: And then secondly, um, work with uh, some of our innovation centers in Charlotte that are focused on, just talking about healthcare, on healthcare, um, such as uh, that at um, uh, Countless Healthcare, Atrium Healthcare. Yeah. And the folks like Lin- Lindsay Denault um, and, and uh, uh, Dr. Wright and others in that space who are really actively seeking to engage locally as well as nationally in innovation space. Yeah. So I bring them out um, and, and we were direct partners with uh, Jules Accelerator in order to uh, bring 10 great companies, nine great companies, one of which was from Charlotte, uh, i say 1.5 which from Charlotte, one is kind of in the yeah. UK, but you know has a Charlotte base to, um, again, really emphasize um, uh, innovation in these clusters. Okay, so I, I named three clusters. Um, they're big clusters. They're big names uh, from the from their corporate perspective, but we really, um, in my opinion, I, I think we really still need to work together to demonstrate our innovation capacity, and bringing those partners together, maybe separately too, because people need the the companies have different um, outcomes they're trying to achieve, but us coming together to some degree, connecting to some degree, so we can demonstrate this innovation capacity, which is um, which is prevalent. On an individual corporate basis but is not so obvious when you look at charlotte from the outside in yeah so i think uh one of the objectives we have is you know how do we build a little bit more corporate uh, innovation connectivity so that we can demonstrate that capacity and that capacity being demonstrated so that we can connect entrepreneurs who have you know the uh, to these opportunities to you know work with our corporate partners as as potential customers um, mentors, some of our mentors companies from these companies, um, advisors, strategic partnerships, potentially, but that's all along a spectrum of engagement that has to be beneficial for the entrepreneur and those corporate partners. So I think we have uh, partners who are involved. We want, we would love to see them and we, we are moving towards seeing, it, seeing them involved at a larger scale. And I talked about this, I think, last year too. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be an ongoing effort to get our you know, industry clusters more engaged in the entrepreneurial space, though are, they already are engaged in innovation in their own kind of you know um, corporate uh, environments. Yeah,
0: yeah. so um, I'm gonna keep pushing on this one a little bit, and you can push back at any point in time that you want to. Um, they've been great from a um, uh, volunteer time perspective, right? From from my point of view, mm-hmm. they've done a you know a good job at helping out with some folks at QC. FinTech, um, on the accelerator side, Um, they've done pretty good. I think there's a couple of them within your mentorship as well. Um, They've done pretty good with CLT Jewels. And so they've thrown some man hours at it. Um, But they haven't really opened up their doors to the community as far as inviting people in and allowing people to learn what they need to develop. Sure. And they haven't thrown um, what would ultimately be a huge benefit to it. Which is dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it going to take for them to to do that? Um, you know, do we do we bang on the door? Do we do we put some chains out front and, and protest, um, or is it just proving out that the concept's working and that it's being beneficial to a the Charlotte community, but b to them as well.
1: I, I think the. I think the latter is. What I would land on, but that takes so much time, Walt. Yeah, it does. I mean, honestly, um, this the whole what I I have I have personal experience in it over time, and having been on corporate innovation side, a good part of my career as well, is that you know there is this this um, this need for us to um, to bridge this gap that is a real gap between our local entrepreneurs and innovators. And our corporate partners, many of whom in Charlotte, are global companies. Yeah. So I think um, we've done – a good job has taken place with, um, with Queen City uh, – with FinTech Hub and Queen City FinTech. That's a good job. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there's still some opportunity for uh, more to be done in that space. Um, but I think what hasn't – and I think there's been good work done with um, – with even the the uh, Jules Accelerator and uh, and Duke, who's been a supporter of them directly, Duke Renewables Group, yeah, specifically. So I think um, we all have to really sit around, and I don't think, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, I, I'm going to point at me right now for this. I think there's opportunity for we us to maybe help convene these conversations differently, so that we can really sit around the table and say what could or should be done to get more people involved know broaden the coalition of corporate innovation, entrepreneurs, and individual innovators and participants. Because I think that may have been a little bit closed up until now, so I think that's something that I'm pointing the finger back at me around, is there something we could do in order to enable that more across our community, especially our corporate partners? Um, But it's, it's, um, that bridge is a real bridge. It's, uh, some people would describe uh, the corporate space is a castle, and there's a moat around it, and there's a bridge. And uh, entrepreneurs, innovators are invited to come across, but coming across that bridge has a lot of um, requirements that are relevant requirements to corporations, risk management, et cetera, but that we also need to educate and prepare um, our our entrepreneurs for that journey to get across that bridge.
0: Yeah, it feels like that yeah. bridge is like yeah. a video game where it goes down and pops back up really quick, and then goes down. A, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's um, it's permanently down. It seems like a um, a false front. Maybe that's from maybe from an outsider's perspective looking in.
1: Well, I think it. Um, I think there might be a. I think you know what I find uh, on both sides of the aisle. So when I was on that side, I, I had a point of view, and I, now on this side, a point of view that's I can see how these things uh, may be divergent. And that's that. Um, the expectation of when entrepreneurs, innovators engage with companies uh, and are ready, you know, ready for that engagement, prepared, you know, are point of development where they can be aligned and um, aligned for positive relationships, so that the companies are meeting the need of the entrepreneurs and vice versa, and they're aligning in terms of relationship that can build over time. I think that type of relationship with the innovation community, entrepreneurial community, and our corporate partners is something that uh, has got to be enabled. Um, and there are a lot of tool, you know, things we talk about in terms of sandboxes and uh, forums and conversations. But that's got to be convened and enabled for joint participation. So I think that's where um, Innovate Charlotte is. we got to move down our pathway of our objectives, could see are having a role in um, enabling the participation and alignment across industries yep. um, in the same way that I think, you know, FinTech has done a, a good job of doing that, but, you know, um, we're seeking, looking for greatness, and we are look for that greatness in terms of what you mentioned before, investment, alignment, and support of the community that um, has not been um, maybe as um, forthcoming as, as many of us would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. We're getting towards the end, but I'm going to ask a question that's going to take us over, and I'm fine with that. Um, are we destined for failure as a startup community? Um, I mean, I, I look you know, down the road at, um, or I guess across the, the um, country at Silicon Valley, and it is what it is. It will always be the one that everybody shoots for. Austin's had its own success, and you look two and a half hours to our northeast and Raleigh with – you know do Carolina NC State um, potentially Apple or Amazon relocating there um, are we at risk of becoming the the little brother in this scenario that keeps trying and never can get um, get done what what we wanted to get done
1: so th- that's a really that's kind of funny analogy to the little brother that that keeps on trying and get, gets knocked out the bicycle and yeah. you know you know keeps trying to chase his big brother well th- one day, those stories result in the little brother becoming the big brother. Oh, I right? know, right? And but to but do not, so, not but not always. No, no, but, but the, for in those cases where it, it does become true, yeah. that little brother's got to keep on pushing, yeah. And I think for us as a community, it's about not seeking to wear someone else's, you know, britches. I mean, we're Southern folks here. We're each other <laughs> yeah. someone else's pants, but really thinking about you know what are the assets we have here in Charlotte. And how do we really deploy them for, you know, to achieve our aspirations? I think part of that becomes, so what are those joint aspirations? You know, what are the things that we as a community, entrepreneurship and innovation community, want to see uh, accomplished that, you know, leverage our great assets to to, to get it it done? And, uh, you know, I've talked uh, pretty extensively about, you know, what are those assets, you know, based on, you know, have a lot of conversations, and the fact that you know we aren't like anyone else. We are our Charlotte, and Charlotte should look to be its own, uh, its own identity and its own um, investment in these spaces. So those assets uh, being um, our corporate partners, we talk about it some. You know, we um, hands. You know, folks might think think about this differently, but you know, we are a we were a banking town for an extended period of time. People would say. Um, we could even say that we are and have and may continue to be a corporate town um, mm-hmm. with corporate headquarters and emphasis on mid- to large-sized companies. But that that should not be seen as necessarily a negative. It could be seen as a positive. At least we turn it into a positive. Yeah. In that how do we engage more effectively with those uh, incredible corporate partners to um, encourage them through partnership and dialogue and about shared um, – enlightened self-interest um to engage more more actively with our entrepreneurial community and this is not just about you know volunteer hours it's about investment in the capacity of a city to have a diversified uh, economic base an investment in our community to grow companies through from you know neighborhoods that are in these um in our uh, opportunity zones across the city um that's investment in our city um in order to uh, uh, grow and make stronger the companies that are here because, uh, we're investing in our community. Uh, those are things that, um, that, that can happen here in a corporate town with corporate partners who are invested in many different ways. But I think, again, having these, uh, enabling these right dialogues might be something that we should kind of talk about how do we get that done. The other thing I'll say is, um, in terms of uh, little brother you know, uh, chasing big brother, is that um, uh, we um, we also have, you know, different characteristics from these other cities. So we all can talk about the things we don't have in terms of do we have a don't have a large research university? We don't have a medical um, institution. We don't have these things, but we do have the do-haves are an extraordinary base of domain, talent, and skill set from our corporate partners and from entrepreneurs who are moving here every single day. So let's not forget that more than 50 people net move to Charlotte every single day, bringing talent, information, resources, et cetera, that when you put that together with folks who are already here in a really bridging sense of um, you know social capital, leveraging social capital and economic capital, et cetera, you have an opportunity to create these, um, I'm going to use work word collisions, these opportunities that otherwise cannot exist if people, you know, weren't choosing to get together, not choosing to move to Charlotte, not choosing to work together as a, as a community. So um, I'll, I'll say that um, we will grow differently than the others, um, but we will grow on a path that requires us to kind of look at our assets and uh, create an environment where we're nurturing those assets into an ecosystem and, and set of successes that are going to matter. And then I'll just, just, uh, just in this, 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 uh, this uh, set of words that we do have successes. We've had, a, we have a, a legacy of entrepreneurial success across the city. Um, the question is, how do you translate that legacy into uh, the current reality and into the future that we aspire to? And you, uh, ranging from m- many examples from the Belks to Lowe's to Family, you know, Family Dollar to NASCAR to Bank of America, to our large and very active uh, hospital system, to Duke Energy, to all these things that are part of our infrastructure. And even, I name all those big companies, but there are a lot of, you know, very large companies that, you know, sometimes don't rise to that that, that named list that, that, that uh, we, we, we talk about. And then you think about, you know, what are companies that are, have grown over the last 15 years from here? Yeah. You know, ranging from Good Mortgage, to Lending tree to Reddit Ventures, to Ad Exchange, to um, uh, passport parking to deal cloud um, to Deal cloud yeah. to um, you know I'd go on and on uh, maybe the list is not as long as people want it to be but it's a pretty decent list yeah. and those many of those those companies were driven out of domain talent that came out of the city that was um, you know nurtured in a lot of different ways a lot of times they had to go out of the city to get capital to be in, invested that time and that's going to be another thing that we, we'll probably have some more conversation about but um we have a set of assets that matter that help define our city and that the question becomes how do you use those assets to invest those assets to reach the aspirations that we have around this community yeah, yeah.
0: so no i'm um i'm a little brother so i'd like to mm-hmm. think that um there's a there's a chance after I'm, shoot, all
1: right man I'm, i am uh, in, i'm incredible optimist yeah. i believe in what we're doing i think that um we probably don't uh we could probably operate you know a little bit more aligned in some ways but that's about you know entrepreneurs being entrepreneurs you know we're independent for a reason right yeah uh at the same time um uh we've got a community that, that's um that wants to get better that seeks to reach uh, better aspirations and that I think that um, as we kind of put programs in place to help do that, you know, this venture mentoring program—it's just one of a set of things that we believe are relevant. Connection with other community programs um, are also a part of it. So I just—I just one one last kind of component of this is we're in Kansas City about a month ago at um, what we call what's called the East Ship Summit, Entrepreneurship Summit. So that's okay. a entrepreneurial community builders as we we we're, we're calling ourselves coming together across the country to think about, so how do we bolster entrepreneurship across our communities, leverage best practices, think about these things differently, so that we can be the cities that we aspire to be. Not Boston, not uh, Austin, not San Francisco, but the cities, our city in particular, Charlotte, to be the, the, the community that we might aspire to be. And um, that, the three things that stood out in the, that meeting were, number one, there are a lot of communities who are trying to Figure this thing out. Yeah. Nobody's got the secret code. <clears throat> Number two, uh, you can only be who you are, and you got to start from where you are and move forward. So um, that means really actively engaging resources now and doing it uh, um, our assets uh, now in order to project our future. And then three, it's really a community effort. So no community has done it by themselves. Just like no startup or company grows to scaling by themselves. So we got to do this thing together. So those three things uh, stood out for me, and those three things, there are things. These are things that um, that we can impact yeah. over time. Over time.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I continue to feel like you're the um, the right person, and I say the um, as being the absolute right person to to lead this effort as we continue to march forward as a community over the course of the next twelve months and hopefully beyond. Um, so having Julie kind of our discussion here today
1: you're pushing a little bit there yeah? we're, well like we're gonna push
0: a little, we're about to push harder yeah, so in part two I, I do want to talk about um the other thing that we mentioned earlier um which is relationships um I think part of what you have to be as a politician um whether or not you ever wanted to be one growing up or not I think that's part of the role you're playing um how that works in a city like Charlotte um which we know has some challenges in and of itself uh, I want to talk about raising money for mm-hmm. your initiatives because um, I think that's a key component to continue to propel this thing forward as y'all need capital. Um, and then speaking of capital, I just wanted, you know, it's my um, my bone to pick with this city that there's just not enough capital flowing to startups. Um, so I just want to continue down that path because my podcast wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about capital. So. Uh, those are the some of the things I want to pivot and talk about in podcast number two, but certainly have enjoyed having you on for the first 30 minutes, give or take, today.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. Uh, this is a, a very important conversation to have. And I uh, want to applaud you, William, for you know, continuing this effort to bring to the table you know, these topics that are critical to us. And um, getting people to hear and have voice and to connect on these things is so critical because we only can do it together. Yeah,
0: well, thanks. Look forward to part
1: two.
2: William Bissett is an investment advisor representative with Seacrest Blakey and Associates, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Seacrest Blakey and Associates. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Seacrest Blakey & Associates does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interests may be offered only to persons who qualify as accredited investors under the Securities Act and a qualified purchaser as defined in Section 2A, Paragraph 51, Line A, under the Company Act or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interests. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in market conditions and interest rates, and other economic, political, or financial developments. Past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.